đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you And welcome to this week's episode of Team Count My Radio, everyone. Happy Monday! Hope you guys are having a great day. I'm pretty tired from all the stuff going on in SJ, but hey, I'm here for you guys to do some podcasts. And I did a radio show today, and we talked quite a bit, a lot of stuff. So, um, a lot of stuff's gonna be going on. There's campaign week for SGA. There is election coming up next week. So hopefully you guys are actually coming out and vote. Because it's important, because if you don't vote, I can guarantee you it's going to be very, very hard for everyone else to ex- express themselves without the, without act- without having some you know some problems with the election campaigns. Because I can guarantee you, without democracy, I can guarantee you your voice of being freaking cut off completely. Your voice cut off? Man, I can guarantee you that is much more hard. I can, I can, you can trust me on that. Your voice, it means your life is completely... Um, su- it's completely suffocated, and they don't care. The government can do whatever they want, and they can sit on top of you if they want to. That's what they are. They don't really, they don't really care about you if you don't speak up. Anyway, it's going to get, going to report every month. Check out every Monday and Friday for our podcast. UK parliamentary researcher arrested on suspicion of spying for China. UK police said Saturday they had arrested a man in his 20s for spying, with the Sunday Times reporting he was a researcher for Britain's parliament suspected working for China. Officers from the Metropolitan Police Service arrested two men on on 13 of March on suspicion of offenses under Section 1 of the Official Secrets Act, 1911, said the force. A man in Surrey was arrested at a address... In Oxfordshire, a man in his 20s was arrested at the address of Edinburgh. The Sunday Times said the suspect in his 20s had contacts with have contacts with the, with MPs from the ruling Conservative Party while working as a parliamentary researcher. They included Security Minister Tom Tugendhat and Alicia Kearns, the chairman, the chairwoman of the, the chairwoman of the Commons Foreign Affairs Committee. He is a Briton who is who has worked on international policy, including relations with Beijing, and previously worked in China. The paper ad. It proven it would be it would represent one of the most serious breaches of security involving a hostile state at the UK Parliament. Domestic intelligence service MI5 um, last year warned that a female Chinese government agent called Christine, Christine Lee has been engaged in political interference activities on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party, engaging with members here at Parliament. In July, the Commons Intelligence and Security Committee claimed that China's was tar- China was targeting the UK's prolifically and aggressively, and that the government did not have the resources, expertise, or knowledge to deal with it. Targeta is reported to have, have only have only had limited contacts with the suspect and none while security minister. I don't know why they, they could have checked the backgrounds of what these people are, but the problem is they are not checking the backgrounds, and of course they already knew in fact that they're gonna have a massive, massive problems when it comes to to doing these kind of things. I mean, we already know they're not dumb. We're not. Du- they're not dumb. They're not stupid. They already knew that, but the problem is they're making it much more harder when they're infiltrate. Some of them have already infiltrated into the group itself, infiltrated into one of the legislature and the UK part. Well, it was the UK Parliament? They're all the same, but they've infiltrated. So that's going to be one of the biggest dangers that we had in in the whole of you know security breach. Just hoping that they. The UK can get their crap together and hopefully they can find a way to fix the security up. So I would, this will never happen again. 
A lot of hot air critics question whether Hong Kong's new heat stroke warning system really works. In the more than three months since Hong Kong introduced a heat stroke warning system for outdoor workers, the city has sweat has sweated through its hottest summer since workers began in 1884, according to the Hong Kong Observatory, or Hong Kong O for short. After the city was battered by the, the typhoon Saula and record rainfalls caused by a trough of low pressure associated with cyclone with tropical cyclone Haiquay within a week, experts have warned that extreme weather will become the norm. With extreme heat, it will be outdoor workers who bear the brunt of it. Designed to help those workers assess um, their risk of heat stroke, the threshold of the three three-tier heat stress at work warning um, warning system introduced by the Labor Department in May have been far higher than expected. It consists of amber, red, and black alerts and recommends different rest arrangements for employees for employees working outdoors or without air conditioning. But none of it is but none of it is legal binding. It is legally binding. The employee employers will have little obligations to offer the suggested breaks. Ho Ping Tak, a construction worker and chairman of the Hong Kong and Kowloon Bamboo Scaffolding Worker Union, said so remember one day when the temperature was 34 degrees Celsius, and even higher and even higher inside the construction site. His thermometer showed 57.4 degrees. Even so, the amber warning threshold was not reached. What 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 it will be like if it's red warning? Ho said in Cantonese. We know that there will never be black. The heat stress of at work at work warning alerts are issued according to the Hong Kong Heat Index, which monitors the risk of heat stress for the general public. Responding to inquiries from Hong Kong Free Press, the Labor Department said that from May 15th to August 15th, warnings were issued on 45 days, for an average of 2.6 hours per day. The department's records show that only amber warnings were raised. Which which are issued when when the the Hong Kong HI had exceeded thirty, a number that does not adequate to equate to the ambient temperature. For a red or black warning to be issued, the index must reach thirty two and thirty four respectively. Experts have challenged the science behind the threshold. It is rarely thirty two on the Hong Kong HI. There's no such thing as going up to 34. What is the basis behind the system? Said Li Bunying, former director of the Hong Kong Observatory. The Labor Department said it relied on a 2015 research paper on the development of the Hong Kong HI by the Chinese University of Hong Kong and the observatory to set the threshold for the lower amber alert. The research study studied the impact of heat stress of excess hospitalizations and found that the excess hospitalizations ratio started to pick up its rate its rising rate when the Hong Kong HI reached about 29.29.5 the ratio rises rapidly when the Hong Kong HI was above 3.3 the labor department said it was evident that, that the excess the excess hospitalizations ratio rises up rapidly when the Hong Kong when the Hong Kong I, HI is rise is above thirty point three, so it's establishing sorry as the as the point at which the amber alert is issued. However, meteorologists and medics have it have taken issues with the department's reasoning. The Chinese University of Hong Kong's research paper talks about hospitalization numbers, which are not directly related to those working outdoors. Lee, the former Hong Kong Observatory director, told Hong Kong Free Press, "Were those who were." Were those who were hospitalized equivalent to outdoor workers? It is unknown. No one knows. Yu Tak Sun, a doctor who chaired the Hong Kong Workers' Health Health Center, an NGO set up in 1984 to help workers with occupational injuries, agreed that the Hong Kong, Hong Kong HI was not an appropriate way to measure the heat stress faced by outdoor workers. Speaking in Cantonese, you provided a metaphor to outline his arguments. He suggested imagining an uh, an allergy medicine that was developed from researching fo- focusing on children and then using that medicine to treat elderly patients 
with respiratory infections. The Hong Kong HI was not developed to measure the heat stress impact on workers, which was which was which the Labor Department is suggesting you said. The Labor Department said applying the index to the working population was justifiable because the background research has studied those aged 15 to 59, among other age group age groups. This department, the department said, comprises a large portion of the working populations, and that there was a small, very small difference between access between access hospitalizations within this group and those studied overall. However, according to you, this is a fallacy. This is also a fallacy. The fifty nine, the fifty nine to fifteen, the fifteen to fifty nine age bracket includes. Included students, housewives, people with disabilities, and those with chronic disease. You said. Additionally, very few industries require people to work in high temperatures, and most people worked in air-conditioned offices. If the department says the age range fits, so we can refer to the research. To put plainly, they are misciting the research. You said. Emily Chan, the assistant dean of the faculty of medicine at the Chinese University of Hong Kong developed the Hong Kong, uh, Hong Kong HI together with the observatory, asked if it was it should be used to measure heat stress on outdoor workers. She said Hong, she told Hong Kong Free Press, we can only employ the best possible tool on hand. No doubt more evidence is needed to understand health outcomes, behavior uptakes, and potential effective interventions to protect against heat stress on outdoor workers in Hong Kong. As a sub, uh, subtropical urban environment, when it came to this, to setting the threshold for the red and black warnings, the Labor Department said it relied on a different international standard. The Hong Kong, the Chinese University of Hong Kong and Hong Kong and Hong Kong Observatory study only covers up to Hong Kong HI. At thirty thirty and a half or thirty point five percent thirty point five, therefore it is necessary to sub uh, suitably reflect these heat stress when Hungary Jai rises up beyond thirty point five by referring to other relevant international standards. It said, "Do not specify how the thresholds for the higher warnings have been calculated, like they're going to ever." According to you, the department just uses the research when they like it. When they don't like it, they use another standards. Lee, the former observatory chief, tried to work out the basis for issuing the two higher alerts, following the information in the paper the department provided. I still cannot calculate the thresholds they suggested. I don't know how they calculate them, he said. He said the, depart- he said the department should study whether there were a scientific basis for these warnings. Lee, you and Greenpeace Project, Officer Tom M also suggested the government follow the wet um the wet bulb temp- globe temperature index instead of the Hong Kong HI to measure the heat stress on workers. Internationally recognized WBGGT measures the heat stress on the human body at work in direct sunlight, accounting for for temperatures, humidity, wind speed, the angle of the sun, and cloud cover or solar radiation. The Hong Kong HI is calculated using the same three measurements as WBGT, but its formula has different co- uh, coefficients. Many places are using are using WBGT, and they recognize it. Even mainland China is using it, Lee said. It is really a scientific basis, and other places have done a lot of research on it. And said that in Japan, there were tools on every construction site to measure the WBGT. WBGT and accurately measures the heat stress. He suggested the Hong Kong government provide the WBGT in different districts for workers to refer to. Critics challenge challenge not just the scientific basis of the war, of the current warning system, but also the feasibility of following its recommendation. Under according to the guidelines, suggested rest arrangements vary depending on physical workload. Under an amber warning. Workers with a very heavy workload are, rec- are recommended to rest for 45 minutes and work for 15 minutes every hour. I haven't heard of any construction sites that are following the guidelines, said Ho, the union chief. 
Most workers are bound by tight construction schedules, which would prevent them from taking suggested rest periods, he said. You ask workers to take rest, but their schedules remain the same. There are still four days allocated to build one floor of a building. In other words, it incre- increases the workload of workers. Rory Leal, a, a curtain walling subcontract, subcontractor, agrees saying that if workers were to follow the recommendation, construction progress may be delayed. If we cannot meet the deadlines, there will be a lot of trouble. The main contractor may think there is a problem about company capability or management, which could affect us being employed to undertake other projects in the future. Lose the main contractor could impose penalties for several hundred thousands of Hong Kong dollars on subcontractors for delays. Allowing workers to take the recommended rest would be would also greatly increase the cost in the industry where wages were already were already very high, Lou said. Curtain wall installers were currently paid one thousand dollars a day, up from six six hundred dollars six hundred dollars six years ago. If everyone rests for 45 minutes every hour, the total loss for 20 workers would be 15 hours. That would equal a loss of about 2 workers per day, Lewis said. Hell, the scaffolding unionists suggested that rest arrangements could be modified, but the system should be legally binding. It must be legislation, not a guideline. Workers' rest time could be added to the delay allowance in the same way as rainy days for, were accounted for, so that any interruptions caused by heat stroke warnings would not result in contractors or subcontractor, subcontractors being penalized. Hulse also suggested the government set up uh, set more genera- um, generous construction schedules for public projects so workers could take adequate rest, leading the way for the private sectors to follow. The Labor Department said that from May from May 15th to July 31st, it conducted about 8,500 8, inspections of workplaces with higher heat sh- stress risk and issued more than 530 warnings to relevant responsible parties. The parties were urged to conduct risk assessments on the heat stress of employees at work and take necessary preventive measures in accordance with the assessment's results. I don't know why... <laughs> They kept on suggesting that kind of thing. You're not. I want to wear the Hong Kong, um, the Hong Kong FTU at. They're not here any. They're not anywhere here. It's like it's like they're gone. It's like they're empty. They're not saying anything. They're basically empty. They're not saying anything. Maybe they're focusing so much on national security. I don't know. They just they just haven't said anything. They've been quiet for a while. Aren't they supposed to be the Federation of Workers Union? Isn't they supposed to be protecting workers' interests or labor interests? Haven't heard of them say anything for a while. China slams UK spying reports as political farce and malicious slander. China's lashed out at media reports allege, alleging a man who was arrested on suspicion of espionage was gathering intelligence for Beijing, labeling the claim a political farce. UK police said over the weekend they have arrested a man in his 20s at his home in Edinburgh for, for spying with these Sunday... With Sunday Times reporting, he was a researcher in in Britain's Parliament. Officers from the Metropolitan Police Service arrested him, and another man in his thirties in March on suspicion of offenses under the Official Secrets Act, and both have been bailed until October. <laughs> the arrest led led British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak to tell Chinese Premier Li Qiang at the G20 summit in New Delhi in New Delhi that he had very strong concerns about Beijing's interference in democracy. Asking about the media reports that the British pair were, arre- were arrested on suspicion of providing intelligence to China, a spokesperson for, Chinese, for the Chinese embassy in London said it was a malicious st- uh, slander. The claim that China is suspected of stealing British intelligence is completely fabricated and nothing but malicious st- slander, the spokesperson said in a statement published late Sunday. We firmly oppose it and urge relevant parties in the UK to stop their anti quote unquote anti China anti China political manipulations and stop putting on on such um self stage political force. <laughs> I don't know why that makes any sense whatsoever. Because it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense when it comes to, you know the 
spying rigs that they're trying to do. I don't I don't have proof that well I can't prove that they're using spying rigs. But I know that in fact that that the Communist Party is behind on every spying that they do. <laughs> now this is a report I haven't I didn't report last week um last week, but we will report it anyway. So it's basically about something else, right? So in China's troubled Xinjiang region, state back tourism booms. At least according to them. Chinese travelers uh, through the bazaars up old Kashgar, munching mutton kebabs and soaking up heavily commodified uh, by Uyghur culture, part of a government push to remote to remote troubled Xinjiang into a t- tourism paradise. Kashgar, an ancient Silk Road oasis. <laughs> Was more recently on the front lines of Beijing's sweeping anti-terrorism campaign in the northwestern region. The city's outskirts are still pock, um, pockmarketed with facilities that the ruling Communist Party once called "quote-unquote" vocational camps, but Western researchers describe as extra-legal detention camps for Muslims. But the United States linked them to a policy of genocide. Now, after years of assault. <laughs> Of Uyghur traditions and ways of life, the government is pumping cash into repackaging a state-approved version of their culture to attract domestic and foreign travelers. On a recent visit by AFP journalists to Old Kashgar, thousands of tourists crowded street sides stalls that was selling that was selling silk scarves and steaming naan. A visitor snapped selfies in front of pastel yellow um, Itka Mosque. The old town, the old town, is the heart and soul of Kashgar, with a long history, rich, rich culture, and unique architecture," said a Uyghur tour guide as she whisked visitors, mainly from from China's Han majority ethnic group, through the narrow streets. Many tourists like it, like it, so like it so much that they come back, start businesses, and live here alongside other ethnic minorities as one big family. Dozens of stores catered to a trend for travel steps taken by a professional photographer where tourists can pay over 1,500 yuan, which is about 205 US dollars, to don spangled veils and and pose around the city in Uyghur clothing. The celebration of traditional dress comes despite a ban ban Asori's place a few years ago. On Uyghur women wearing veils and men and men growing long beards. Looking beyond the tourist activities, there were other signs pointing to a loss of traditions and lifestyles for Uyghur residents. An expanse, an expanse of rubble lay at the site of Kashgar of Kashgar's former Grand Bazaar, just beyond the fringes of the old town. The vast market, where thousands of traders once once hawked. Fabrics, spices, and other wares were reportedly razzed uh, by by authorities last year. Much of the old town has been has been demolished and rebuilt over the re- over recent decades as part of a government's development drive. Chinese officials have long viewed tourism as a way to develop develop resource rich but historically impoverished Xinjiang. The strategy has gained new impetus. This year, as the economic staggers out of a hardline zero COVID policy that gummed up domestic travels and throttled consumptions. Last month, Chinese leader Xi Jinping called on officials to strengthen positive publicity and show Xinjiang new atmosphere to openness and self confidence. The region's tourism bureau plans to spend over 700 million yuan in 2023, more than double its pre pandemic budget in 2019. A suite of new projects that has been has been announced across Xinjiang, from luxury hotels to campsites, <laughs> rail routes, and activity parks. They include they include agreements totaling twelve point six billion yuan, which is about one point seventy two billion dollars. Western hotels brand like Hilton, Stratton, and Intercontinental, the ruling the ruling party run People's Daily newspaper report in June. Tourism has also provided an opportunity for Beijing to push back against criticism of its policies in the region. A course 
of researchers, campaigners, and Uyghurs overseas had alleged systematic race abuses in Xinjiang stretching back years, including mass internments, forced labor, coerced birth control, political indoctrination, and curbs on religion. Do people look oppressed? Does the city look like an open-air prison, like the U.S. said? Wrote one state-linked journalist in July on Twitter. The platform rebans X, which is blocked and banned in China, alongside clips of herself dining and dancing with Kashgar locals. China's dismissed a UN report detailing serious abuses that may constitute crimes against humanity and blasted U.S. claims of genocide. Its foreign ministry said AFP told AFP that in Xinjiang's people's lives are continuously improving, cultural spaces are prospering, and religion is harmonious and agreeable. The development push has coincided with a relaxation of security in cities where Uyghur residents were once subject to pervasive body scans and other inspections by armed police. In Kashgar, AFP saw, ju- saw just a handful of officers and abandoned or uh, barely used scanners dotted the streets. But off the main tourist trail in a mostly Uyghur town of, Yinst- of Yingistar, Yingistar, AFP's report saw a sign in a cemetery prohibiting Islamic religious activities such as kneeling, um, prostrating, praying with palms facing upwards, and reciting scriptures, basically something basically something that every you know Islam they would pray. many people who follow the religion of Islam they would pray, right? They're not allowed to do anything like that. The same sign permitted a certain offerings for the Qingming festival to be observed by Han, not by Uyghurs, because they're mo- mostly a different ethnic minority. Around a dozen mosques and other towns and villages around Kashgar has found locked and run down. Some appear to have had a minaret and other Islamic marking removed. Many bore the same government slogan, love the country, love the party, which is uh, the minaret is Aidang, Aikwa. In Kashgar, no more than two dozen mostly elderly Uyghur men were seen entering it, um, Itka Mosque for Friday's afternoon prayers, vastly outnumbered by tourists. <laughs> a stark change from the thousands of believers that were congregated decades ago. Three other community mosques within a few hundred meters were shuttered when AAP visited, with a store advertising adult pro- products operating a stone throw, throw from one of them. Such closures were largely deemed unnecessary until the recent wave of repression beginning in 2017, said Rand Fum, an expert on Uyghur history at Britain's University of Manchester. The destruction of religious sites is part of a larger set of policies that are transforming these landscapes and disconnecting Uyghur culture from the geography of Xinjiang, some told AFP. The sharpest reminders of Beijing's policy still lurks at uh, on Kashgar's uh, Kashgar pe- um, periphery, which house- houses many of the alleged internment camps. While some appear to have converted or abandoned, others look to be still operating and provoke official unease when exposed. Don't take any photos, yell an unidentified woman in an unmarked car that fought AFP to a nondescript non-descript compound on a bleak industrial es- estate an hour drive from the city. So, so far, nothing changed. Like, there's anything, you may say, well, everything's gonna change. That looks like it barely even, even happened. Barely changing, barely even swapping for anything. <laughs> even if they try to hide it, it doesn't even mean anything for me. I can still see, I can still know what's going on. Hong Kong busker deported banned from Macau after being detained for several hours. A Hong Kong busker known for performing an English rendition of protest song Glory to Hong Kong has been banned from entering Macau for a year. He was detained by police for several hours and deported after busking without a permit. In a post post on his Facebook page, 24-year-old Oliver Ma said he was questioned by Macau's public security police force after playing one full song in the territory on September 3rd. Ma was acquitted in June of organizing a prohibited group gathering after a judge cast doubts on the reliability of a police officer testimony. He was arrested in May 2021 while playing the guitar and singing at Central. 
Miles was arrested while busking on other occasions, including once when he was charged under the noise control ordinance. The magistrate found him not guilty and that the cleaner who filed the complaint has exaggerated the testimony. Miles said in the, po- in the post on Sunday that he had been approached by Macau's police at about 12 p.m. in order to stop busking when he was in the territory with his, with his family on September 3rd. He was then taken to a nearby police station where he said he was he was told to sign forms. He told Hong Kong Free Press by phone that he had played Beautiful and White by Shane by Shane Phelan and two lines from X Sharon's Perfect before he before he was taken away. Next, I had to answer all sorts of questions and sign all sorts of forms and have all sorts of mugshots taken and all types of handprints and fingerprints scanned before I was handed a fine of of 600 um, Macau Patakas, he, told, he wrote on Facebook. He said he was, also, he was also instructed to hand over his unlocked phone. Mata Hong Kong Press, it was never made clear whether he was under arrest or if he was just being questioned. When he asked officers why he was being taken to the stations, he said they told him he already knew why. Yeah, if he already knew why, by telling him what it was. According to a form that was attached to Ma's post stating the reason for his deportation from Macau, he was detained for conducting a street performance without a permit. But he told Hong Kong Free Press that the officers asked a few questions about whether he had a permit. It only took uh, 1% of the interview. He said he was he was repeatedly questioned on which song he was he had played and was planning to play. It was not until around 8 p.m. that officers asked him directly whether he has sung the protest anthem in Hong Kong, and whether he planned to sing it in Macau, Ma said. When he asked if he could contact his lawyer, Ma said one officer asked whether his lawyer was in Macau. When I said no, the cops slammed on the desk and said this is Macau and stared me down aggressively, he wrote in the Facebook post. At that point, I was genuinely scared for my life. I thought to myself, if I did not cooperate and answer any further questions, would I get beaten up because this is Macau, or worse, would there be a possibility that I would be arrested or extradited to China because this is Macau, he wrote. It was not until 3 a.m. that he was allowed to leave. For merely singing one to two songs in the streets of Macau, I was arrested without warning and detained by the public security police force for over 13 hours before I was kicked out for good. I felt that I felt as if I was being I was treated less uh, like less of a tourist, let alone a human, and more like some to- some terrorist. He wrote, "Hong Kong Press had reached out to the Macau to Macau's public security police force for comment." <laughs> yeah, right. Like, they're gonna comment anything. I'm pretty sure that's not gonna you no know, piss everyone off. They're not gonna answer like they used, like you think they would. They're not gonna answer. They're they're they've already passed something, and they're not gonna willing to give you any straight answer or anything. Terrorism charge against four ex-University of Hong Kong student leaders dropped as a plead guilty to a lesser crime. Four former student leaders of the University of Hong Kong who originally faced one count of advocating terrorism have pled, guilt- have pled guilty to a less serious alternative charge of incitement to, incitement to wound with intent over a, over a withdrawn meeting resolution to mourn a man who stabbed a police officer in July 2021. Hong Kong's youth student, Kinson Chung, Charles Kwok, Chris Todorovsky, and Anthony Yoom, aged between 21 and 22, answered their guilty pleas before District Judge Adriana Noel Tse Chingon Monday after they reached a plea deal with the, with the city's prosecutors in a, in a case under the Beijing Post National Security Law. The defendants were originally set to face face a eight-day trial for allegedly advocating terrorism, which could have landed the four up to ten years behind bars if convicted. But the prosecutors agreed to let the students to play guilty to an alternative charge of incitement to wound women 10, which is punishable up to seven years in prison when heard by the district, at the district court. The case inv- evolved around a Hong Kong Youth Student Union Council meeting on 
on July 7, 2021, when the student body passed a resolution expressing sympathy for the death of Lung King Fai, who took his own who took his life shortly after he stabbed a uniformed officer on July 1st, when Hong Kong marked 24 years since his return to Chinese rule. The authorities described the stabbing as a lone wolf local local terrorist act, and people who mourned Lung's death were encouraging violence and inciting hatred. According to the persecution, Chung, who was the chairman of the council at the time, led the meetings attendees in a and observing a moment of silence for Lun's honorable sacrifice, Kwok, then the president of the Hong Kong Student Union's Executive Committee, describes Lung as a martyr who sacrificed his life for the sea. Following, following the passing of the motion, Tarowski, who, rep- who, who represents Simon K. Y. Lee Hall, Hall, Hall at the council, said Hong Kong youth students should remember the sacrifice of Lung and accused the police of strangling Hong Kong's expression of condolences. Yum, a representative of the Art Association, praised Lung as demonstrating the best side of human nature for the purpose of the greater good. He also said that people who were described as terrorists by the Chinese Communist Party were in fact heroes. The The resolution was withdrawn around two days later after the government and the university issued statements condemning these students but we do find blatant, blatant, um, blatant violence and gl- and glorifying violent, violent attacks. Kwok apologized publicly on behalf of the student council and and said members, of the student body would resign. Chung, Kwok, Dorowski, and and Yum were subsequently arrested and charged under the security law in August 2021. They were amongst the few defendants granted bail pending trial under the Beijing enacted legislation, which imposed a stringent bail threshold. Their guilty pleas more than uh, came in more than two years ago, two years after four were brought were first brought to court. Dozens of people gathered outside the court on Monday morning, uh, Monday morning to show support for the former student leaders who took photos with their families and friends before the hearing. Amongst those in the pub in the public gallery were Fu Hua Ling, the fac- the Hong Kong youth faculty. Uh, faculty of Law and John Burns, former Dean of the Faculty of Social Science. Kwok, who, were, who wore a green tie printed with a logo of Hong Kong Youth Student Union, which the Paul Fulham Space University ceased to recognize around a week after the controversial resolution was passed. The Student Union, the Student Union Council song was played in the courtroom on Monday as the prosecution played video footage of relevant meetings. Chung, a four-year student, a four-year student studying government and laws, moved his head briefly, briefly in the docks. While Kwok, who, who it was revealed, got married in February, mouthed the lyrics. The judge took over the reading of the summary of facts from the prosecution, criticizing the 13-page documents prepared, prepared prosecutors for containing many grammatical errors. It was incomprehensible, she said. The grammar of the summary of facts is so bad, I don't even know how to start amending it, she said, shaking her head. The judge eventually convicted the four ex-student leaders based on their guilty pleas. In order to return to court on Thursday for mitigation, the terrorism charge was dismissed, she said. At least some part they dismissed it. Something, right? So I have no problem with them doing that. And there's two more reports, and we'll explain more after the break. And welcome back to the second half. U.S. President Joe Biden visits Vietnam to expand ties as China worries grow. U.S. President Joe Biden arrives in Vietnam on Sunday to deepen cooperation between the two nations in the face of of China's growing ambitions in the region. Biden, who is flying from the G20 summit in in New Delhi, who... Uh, will meet the leader of Vietnam's ruling Communist Party, Wing Fu Jam, on Sunday, and is expected to sign off on a comprehensive strategic partnership, Hanoi's highest level of diplomatic ties. The underlying goal of the short visit will be much the, much the same as Biden's time at the G20 gathering, to shore up support against China's increasing influence. For Vietnam, the upgrade of diplomatic ties is significant. It only has top-level ties with Russia, India, South Korea, and China. Although it will be careful to be seen as not taking sides between the United States and China, Vietnam shares Americans' concerns about its neighbor growing assertiveness in the contested South China Sea. 
But just ahead of Biden's visit, the New York Times reported that Vietnam is secretly arranging to buy arms from Russia in the contravention of U.S. sanctions. The report cited a Vietnamese finance ministry document that laid out plans to finance arms purchase from the Kremlin through a joint oil and gas project in Siberia. AFP had contacted the Vietnamese government for a comment. The U.S. and Vietnam, a key manufacturing hub, have also have increasingly close trade ties, and Washington sees Hano as an important partner as it looks to source less from China after supply chain shocks uh, shocks rocked the, econ- the global economy in recent years. In Hanoi on Sunday, there will be a welcome ceremony speeches by the two leaders and a press conference by the U.S. President, who on Tuesday awarded the top U.S. military honor to a helicopter pilot who was res- who res- who rescued four soldiers during the, Van- during the Vietnam War. Biden will, uh, will meet the Communist Party leader. Quote, unquote, you may call him president. He's not elected. Following Tung and Prime Minister Phan Minh Jing the following day. Ahead of the 80-year-old U.S. president arrival, Hanoi's central Huang uh, Kim Lake area was pa- packed with f- uh, families out for a weekend stroll, with adorned, was adorned with American and Vietnamese flag. Nearby in the city's old quarter, a souvenir shop sold t-shirts with Biden's face emblazoned across the front. I think the U.S. is a good friend to Vietnam, said the shop's 61-year-old owner, Jun Tang Duc. With this, with this visit of President Joe, President Joe Biden, I think he will bring more business contracts and jobs to Vietnamese people. In Vietnam, Biden will be juggling strategic interests with the defense of human rights. The Southeast Asian countries have a dire human rights record. Government critics face intimidations, harassments, and imprisonment after unfair trials, and there are reports of police torture to extract confessions, Human Rights Watch says. While the, pres- while the, while the leader, quote-unquote president, has often criticized China's human rights record, he has largely stayed quiet on Vietnam's and he- campaigners are fearful he may not press the subject. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said prior to the trip that Biden would raise issues related to to freedom of expression, freedom of religion, and other basic human rights. His visit comes days after a U.S. government commission on religious freedom harshly criticized Vietnam for Uyghurs' ongoing and systematic violations. On on Saturday, we buckling a legal expert and religious freedom advocate who was sentenced to in in 2018 to 11 years in prison for for subversion said on Facebook he has been released and allowed to travel to Germany with his with his wife. Vietnam often releases political prisoners prior to U.S. presidential visits. Biden visits comes on the heel of the G20 summit, where leaders agreed on a joint declarations that papered over the deep divisions on the war in Ukraine and tackling climate change, avoiding direct criticism of Moscow and any concrete pledge to face out polluting fossil fuels. His Vietnam trip will also include a visit to the memorial to his friend John McCain, the former U.S. senator shot down and held captive during the Vietnam War, who in later years helped rebuild ties between the two countries. My opinion, he's a bit... I, I, sh- I know he's gone... He's um, he passed away already, so I can't say anything bad about him. The only thing I could criticize a bit of it is that it's a bit weak, in my opinion. I wish it could be a little bit stronger actions against the Vietnamese government. Put more for, put more um, pressure on the government, because I'm pretty sure they. I want to make them make them sure make sure that they will listen to what the community, the international community says, abide by the United Nations human rights records that they will actually listen to them. And one final report for today. Cambodian Prime Minister Hun Manet to meet Chinese leader Xi Jinping this week, Beijing says. Cambodian Prime Minister Hun Manet will visit China this week and meet with, with Chinese leader Xi Jinping, Beijing Foreign Ministry announced Monday. At the invitation of Premier Li Chang, Cambodian Prime Minister Hun Manet will pay an official visit to China from September 14th to 16th. Foreign Ministry spokesperson Mao Ning said in a statement. 
Ho Manette will also meet and hold talks with Premier Lee Chung and Senate Committee Chairman Zhao Li Ji, she told, she told a regular press briefing. A regular briefing. Ho Manette took over from his father, the country's longtime leader, Hun Sen, in August. Nam Ben became, became become one of these uh, one of China's strongest allies in the region under Hun Sen, who ruled with an iron fist for almost four decades, receiving huge sums of Chinese investments. The visit will will be, be one of Hun Manette's first abroad since becoming prime minister, after he attended the summit of ASEAN leaders in Jakarta last week. This will be the prime minister's Hun. Uh, this will be the Prime Minister's Hun Manette's first official visit since taking office, Mao said Monday. It reflects the great importance that the new, go- new Cambodian government attaches to the development of, Cam- of China's Cambodian relations, she added, knowing that 2023 will see the 65th anniversary of the establishment of diplomatic relations between, Cam- between China and Cambodia. Beijing, Mao said, Look forward to using this visit to plan for future comprehensive strategic cooperation between China and Cambodia. It hopes to achieve results as soon as possible as to build a high-quality, high-level, and high-standards China-Cambodia community where we share future in the new era, she said. In August, Hun Benet met with China's foreign minister, Wang Yi, in the capital, Phnom Penh, saying on his Telegram channel, that the two have pledged to promote cooperation between the two countries. He also reaffirms in Facebook post his government unchanged position towards the issue of Taiwan, which Beijing claims as part of its territory, and promised no interference in, China, in Chinese international affairs. Wang also met his Cambodian counterparts and reaffirmed Beijing's unwavering commitments to respecting Cambodia's sovereignty and convey China's support for the kingdom, according to a Cambodian foreign ministry statement. His visit followed diplomatic clashes between between Beijing and Manila over the over the claims to the South China Sea. China cons- insisted a Philippine uh, naval navy vessel grounded on a reef in the in Spratly Island be removed from the hotly contested waters, long a flashpoint between them. After the Philippines accused the China the China's Coast Guard of firing water cannons at boats on a resupply mission last last weekend. Cambodia, Singapore, Malaysia, and the Philippines were all members of the Association of Southeast Asian Asian Nations, or ASEAN for short, which is in talks with China about a code of conduct in the South China Sea, which Beijing claims in almost its entirely. Of course, you telling them anything is not gonna change anything anyway. So we already know we already know what the Chinese government's gonna do, and I guess not not final report, but but I guess we should say it's final report. So Hong Kong protester who hid from who hide from authorities jailed for four years over rioting and perversion of justice. A Hong Kong man who who hid in a safe house in, a, in an attempt to dodge a protest related criminal charge has been handed a four year jail term for rioting and perverting the course of justice. Wearing a white long sleeved shirt and his hair in a bun, Fum Qinghua appeared at the West Kowloon Law Courts building on Monday for the district court case. He was amongst a group of four, all of them facing charges linked to the 2019 protests, who went into hiding for two years before being intercepted by police last July while en route to take a boat to Taiwan. The 24 year old pled guilty to rioting and perverting the course of justice last month. The riot charge related to a protest in Chinwan on October 1st, 2019, when protesters and police clashed at Hong Kong's Mark National Day. Deputy Judge, Deputy District Judge um, Pang Lung Ting took a starting point of four and a half years for the riot charge. He, he said he considered Fum's guilty plea, which, which normally would have warranted a one-third sentence discount. But he said that given Fum was was absent for an, for early court days and had attempted to flee Hong Kong, the court will only grant him one-fifth sentence discount. For the perversion of justice charge, Pung initially delivered a sentence of 15 months for it that he factored in a one-third dis- uh, sentence discount, resulting in 10-month sentence. The judge, the judge said five months from the perversion of, co- of 
justice charge would be served concurrently with the rioting sentence. Mean Fum was ultimately handed a four-year jail term. Supports in the public gallery waved at Fum and yelled, Take care, as a correctional officer led him out of the courtroom. But he did not he not really look in their direction. News that four pro, um, protest fugitives had hidden in the safe house for two years ahead of their planned escape made local headlines last July. When they were arrested in Saikum, where their their boats was meant to depart from, depart from. Among the fugitives was Chang Chi King, a student who was shot by a police officer at point blank range during a protest in 2019. Police police officer said um said the four were shuttled via cardboard boxes between safe houses. Most recently, a windowless unit in an industrial building in Tinwan. A group supported them with money raised raised via a foreign crowdfunding site, police said, but they had stopped giving them food or paying rent. All of them have been on remand over a, for over a year since their arrest. They faced offenses related to the protests in addition to preventing the course of justice. Handing down form sentence on Monday, Pang said that regarding the riot charge, he personally agreed with the defense four points that there were, there were no evidence that Fum has a political motive, that the equipment found on him was for protection, that there was no evidence he took a leadership role, and that there was no evidence that others were hurt by his acts. On the perversion of justice charge, Pang said he accepted the defense case that Fum did not plan to not plan to escape and has given information to police after his arrest. But he said he disagreed with the defense statement that Fum. 517 days in hiding were keen to house arrest. He had brought this onto himself, Peng, Peng said, and that he did not think this was a factor to give him a liar sentence. Of course, Chang and two others were also, hi- were also in hiding, Anson Wan and Alex Wan were submitted to police on September 28th, Yip Ho, a warehouse worker accused of assisting the fugitives, went into his plea on October 4th. The only thing I can say to those to his guys is stay safe, be protected, take care of himself at least a little bit. Cause you never know you could see finally the light that shines in. And hopefully you could be protected soon and gain your freedom soon. And of course today is nine eleven, so in honor and to give the morning to all people who passed away. And people who actually they didn't they were of course died for no reason, because of some people, because of some people who actually thought it was a good idea to actually risk their own life in the name of quote-unquote religion, even though the religion doesn't tell anyone to kill. So I can say, so all I can say is, I wish them they can be they can rest. In, I can give them a rest in peace to all the victims who died on 11. And thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys enjoy this podcast, make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. And of course, everything. Of course, this week we have campaigning, so hope you guys can come out and talk to the candidates for, for anything like that. And make sure to keep on communicating with some with friends about election coming up. And that's it for today. And we'll talk more next time. This is Team Count, my radio signing out. Hope you guys have a great day. Take care. <laughs> It's on on every Monday and every Friday. And host my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you.